Welcome to Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob. Hi, I'm Rob. You're always Rob. <laughs> I am always Rob. You're always present. It's uh, a, for the most part. I Thank you. I was trying to think how to respond to that. Today we're talking about the long haul. Long haul. What, what do you mean by that? I mean, it's not uncommon for my 55 years on earth. 29 years in Michigan, first part of my life, I was in Kansas. But Michigan has a particular effect on me when we get into January, and it's winter. Yeah. The long haul of getting through winter. Winter or possibly other types of challenges. Yeah, that's the bigger picture. Okay. The inspiration for this mindful conversation is the reality of making it through the, we, we often say the dog days of summer. This is like the dead dog days of, of winter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but it's like every day it's 16 degrees. I haven't seen the ground in how many weeks. <laughs> I just got done with a couple weeks of dealing with COVID. Yes. And I mean, yeah, so the theme of being for COVID, there are those beloved ones who are labeled long haulers because they have extended symptoms beyond the initial recovery. And they have to go through a long haul. I have a very dear friend who's currently dealing with some intermittent, you know, short-term, hopefully, effects of, of having COVID, but looking for full recovery. But there are some that I have heard of, you know, through reading articles and things that people have a long-haul battle with the side effects of COVID. But to your point, the side effects of living on planet Earth. Yes, definitely requires long-haul skills. So if you're listening, if you're tuning in to this episode, um, we're now like on episode 24 and Dr. Rob Cook and myself have spent some time now behind the microphone here in his illustrious <laughs> office, having conversations, honestly, just about things, about life, about rhythm. And today our inspiration has us having you join us in a conversation about the long haul. What are, what are some examples of of the long haul that we go through well you know i was thinking about it um you know as a metaphor it's like a long haul flight mm -hmm. many hours on the plane and how you have to it's a good idea to be prepared for that um you mentioned winter a number of people deal with seasonal affective disorder as it's labeled where the lack of sunlight um, and to your point, warmth and other other variables create this constant state of sadness or depression. Uh, for me personally, it's my heart health. Mm -hmm. That's a long haul. It started early with early onset, and here I am all these years later still dealing with my heart issues. So when we talk about a long haul for me, I think a long flight best represents some of the challenges that are involved, as you mentioned, yeah, yeah. dealing with the issues on this planet that don't resolve quickly. Yeah. 
I, I've got another dear friend um, whose husband has had a battle with, and this this story is on social media, so this is this is open to the public, but a very dear friend. And uh, her husband has had a long haul battle with cancer in his yeah. hand, in his hand, and um, I think they're in Rochester. Is it Minneapolis? Yeah, the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, yeah. And he's there currently recovering from his eighth surgery, dealing with the same cancer in the same hand. Um, and I am just—I was texting her, and just heartbroken you know, literally crying, you know, because I was connecting in my own pain, dealing with stupid COVID, you know, recovery, which seems like it, it's two weeks, but they've been battling this for years. Yes. And still battling through, because when you're dealing with removing the tumor, you're having to continue to take more and more of the hand. Yeah. And they're trying, and it sounds like they had an amazing team of surgeons that were working on this, but just the recovery process. So kudos to my good friends, Scott and Sarah. Um, may God bless you in the continued journey, the long haul of getting through this. And I look at them and I'm like, they're so beautiful because they're facing the challenge with courage. Yeah. But also with truth, not minimizing the difficulty, which I really appreciate in her social media posting, but really the endurance it takes, but to see them as a couple, to see his smile post-surgery, you know, I just admire so much the beauty of their relationship enduring through these great challenges. That's one of the keys to long haul journeys. You're anchored in an accurate assessment Mm-hmm. or a healthy perspective of what realistically you're dealing with. Yeah. That to me is fundamental in surviving a long haul situation. I'm not unrealistic about what's happening. Yeah. You mentioned your heart health. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, we'll maybe have a moment here. Your original heart incident was in 2020 that sounds right in the early uh it was summer yeah oh the original one i was thinking back i'm 60 61 the original diagnosis of arrhythmia an electrical problem with the heart i was diagnosed in my late 40s okay so Almost 20 years ago. Yes. Having to deal with heart health. Right. Specifically electrical. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is against the backdrop of I watch what I eat. I exercise regularly. I was doing the things they said needed to be done in order to prevent problems. Yeah. So, so that's, that to me is the first point. You have to be grounded in reality, right? You have to deal with the Mm -hmm. what is. And then, um, you're right, in 2020, the year of COVID, right. uh, I had a heart attack, and then I had uh, quadruple heart bypass, open heart surgery. Yeah, yeah. just, it's, I mean, in the midst of the context of COVID, 
I, re- right. I remember during your surgery, Sandy couldn't no. be, I mean, there was lots of restrictions, but there was lots of support, got you through the surgery, got you into recovery, but things didn't stop with just the surgery finishing. No, because I had some, I'm not sure how the medical group would uh, label this, but um, suffice it to say that I had complications. Yeah. So now I have um, nerve issues in my leg and my chest Mm -hmm. as a result of the surgery. Yeah. That's not going away. Yeah. So we're talking summer 20, go through summer 21, first year anniversary of the surgery. Yep. Now we're into 2022. Mm-hmm. You're you've just had some other issues that were addressed successfully at Cleveland Clinic, correct? And you are now there's more of a green light to continue moving forward in the long haul of dealing with the repercussions of the surgery, correct? But still, it represents you're in it for the long haul. I. Yes, it's a <laughs> it's a lifelong sentence. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Now what I'm doing is I'm doing the the head explosion, like <laughs> Rob just gave me a lifelong sentence. Holy cow! Like it doesn't end with a period; it just keeps being written. That's exactly right. Holy cow! That's why I said a connection to reality is important. Part of that leads you to acceptance, right? If I can accept the fact that this is what I'm dealing with, ironically, it's counterintuitive. The quicker I accept it, the lighter it becomes. Mm, Yeah. And now I'm positioning myself for, um, whether you call it an attitude, behaviors, activities, all of the above, uh, I'm positioning myself to be able to respond to this lifelong reality. Yeah. You know, so I'm on the plane for a long, long time. (laughs) Yeah. When I think of long plane trips, you think of going to like China. Yes. Or Australia. I mean, those are some 19 hour trips, you know? Yeah. For me, it was the Philippines multiple hours or the work that I did in uh, India. I think it was, a total of 50 hours getting to, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles kind of things. Mm-hmm. I, I, it would be easier to say what type of transportation we weren't on in all those hours of that journey. Mm-hmm. But again, it's connected to an accurate assessment and acceptance of. Yeah. So with this concept of long hauling, um, I think of other examples like long haul marriages. Yeah. Um, Long haul dealing with maybe a child that is whether wayward or special needs or special needs. Um, The, the long haul of, you know, I went back to get my master's degree when I was 50, you know, the two and a half years it took to get my education at that age, you know, not, not the, you did a, PhD, you know, um, the long haul of enduring, you know, whatever the situation, a season of your life. And I know that the people, if you're listening, you're probably resonating with this idea 
of something in your life that you've been a long hauler. Yes. I, I don't know if it's possible to live and not be a long hauler right. in some, to your point, in some area of your life. Yet we live in a world that doesn't have long hauling as part of its economy for validation. No, and I think that's a horrific mistake. We live in the Western culture of prosperity, and we don't, as we've often said on this you know, podcast, we don't have a theology or a working model of pain and suffering no. as part of the normal human experience. No, and that's why I keep emphasizing the need to connect and assess reality or yeah. assess your situation realistically. Yeah. Because of that absence, we've actually made it more difficult to address the long haul issues. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we, we assess to your point and we realize there's a compounding effect of long hauling. And what I mean by that is, okay, I'm, I'm a long hauler in regard to dealing with the inconveniences of COVID and culture and with the Omicron variant, which I had the joy of experiencing um, and going through, you know, my two week of, of respite. And, you know, thankfully I had mild symptoms. Yeah. A lot of people have had horrific symptoms and, and, yes. and, and significant difficulty um, very people close to us losing loved ones yep. due to complications and dealing with the long haul of their passing and, yeah. and dealing the grieving process, the grieving process. But then the compounding comes with again, Michigan winter, right. it's cold day after day. I have a, a child who's dealing with issues and, it's that or it's something else that continues to add layer upon layer. And now my long hauling is complicated perhaps. And I might just feel like I'm drowning. I'm, I'm not staying on top. I have a sense of being overwhelmed. So I agree. And, you know, if I stay with the metaphor of a long haul flight, one of the things they tell you is it's important to periodically move around the plane. And I think that's a good metaphor for what you and I are talking about. When you're in a situation that is not either going to be resolved quickly or it's questionable how it will be resolved, periodically you have to move around the plane. Yeah. And what I mean by that is you have to force yourself to change your perspective. Um, if it's winter in Michigan you need to find a way to change that perspective, not maybe permanently, but I take up cross-country skiing. I don't normally like winters, but I'll take up cross-country skiing and learn to like that. I'm moving around on the plane. Um, for some, if you have the resources, it may be a week or two in Florida. Amen right? and amen, that's Brother Rob. <laughs> Sign me up. That's exactly right. You're changing the perspective, but you're moving around on the plane. It's not in and of itself a complete solution, but it is a temporary solution that enables you to recalibrate your perspective. 
Yeah, like in my long haul with Michigan winter, I realize it's January 24th. Yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) And, um, you know, it is getting lighter earlier. It's staying lighter later. Um, That little winter solstice or whatever they call it, where the pendulum starts to move in the good direction. Right. I start to experience hope. And then I watch, I like sports. That's part of my self-care plan. Oh, yeah. Got to watch the Chiefs beat the Bills last night. Barely. And that was a crazy game. That was a fun game to watch. I, I mean, like three or four times, if if you watch the game, you saw it for yourself. But, yeah, I had given the game to the Bills like three or four times and conceded. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs come back in overtime and win. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. Kudos to the Bills. They did an amazing job. Yep. But, you know, here I am you know, watching sports and you get these intermittent commercials for the masters golf tournament, which is in April, but it's just seeing the beauty of green grass and, and knowing that that golf tournament is going to happen in, in the near future. And they're in, I think they do it to help us long haulers in the winter, but to be able to do something proactively like this weekend, I spent time on my computer going back and looking at pictures of a trip I took with my friends in Colorado back in 2020. We went to Colorado, Matt I, Brian Murphy, Brian's been on the show before, but we went backpacking in, in Colorado and I just reminisced. I took my mind back to a beautiful place, the beautiful experience just to relive it while I in the long haul mode. So, doing something like that to have temporary relief. That's exactly right. You moved around on the plane and you facilitated that movement by changing your perspective. I do the same thing. I go back and I look at pictures of trips that we've taken or hikes or kayaking. Um, It's something in that moment that facilitates hope. Good. That this too will change. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it may not change winter. We're not we're not looking to change winter. We are looking to change our perspective. That's good about the situation that again is moving on the plane, and and doing what you're you did going back and looking those pictures. You get lost in that moment of time, and it's it's like recharging your battery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. It's, it gives you something to look forward to because that's, that's probably going to happen again. Yeah. It will just be a different trip or a different place. Yeah. No brilliant idea because yeah, it's January 24th. It's not going to change. No, but the perspective can change. That's just a great word, Rob. It's like, I just need to keep walking around the plane on my long haul flight. That's exactly it. For maybe a significant amount of time, you're in the seat. That's what you do when you travel. But it's only wise to get up periodically and walk around the plane because it is a practical step that I can take to survive such a long mm-hmm. flight. Yeah, And that's what you and I are talking about. These practical things that you can consider, mindfully consider, in terms of surviving a long haul. A long haul. 
Yeah, and, and my wife and I, it has been our annual tradition to break uh, the monotony of winter by heading to Florida. We we do that. We go to the Gulf Coast. We go Perfect. to a, we go to an area called Seaside. Uh, we'll be down there. I think my daughter Emma, she has her spring break uh, the week of I think the eleventh of March. So we've we've got a week away that we can now look forward to. So here's anticipation preparing to do something that breeds a little bit of anticipation. Yep. Um, we're preparing, you and I have just gotten done talking about a marriage retreat that we're going to be facilitating um, next month around uh, the obvious relationship day of Valentine's. Right? right. But we're talking about the theme of delight. Right. You know, so when you're long hauling, finding something to delight in is again, the metaphor of walking around the plane. What are some things that we can delight in along with the idea of looking at old video or photos, places I've been? What are some other things that we can delight in? Oh, I think that's very unique and personal. Um, One of the things that came to my mind as I was listening to you is taking satisfaction or noticing some of the current things that are going on. Um, You know, I think of it as the power of the penny in terms of this perspective. If you cover one eye and you take a penny and the closer you move it to your eye, it has the ability to block out something as large as the moon or another person or a room that you're sitting in. Taking delight in or looking for other things to me would be just noticing how fortunate I am to be in Michigan in the wintertime with people I care about and love. So that community that surrounds me, I can, I can, um, I'm not in this alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I can recognize That's that good. I'm, I'm not alone in this. Um, I think too, I, this happened the other day. Winter can be long in Michigan and long haul requires paying attention to the small stuff. Well, because of my heart, I'm also on a blood thinner. Blood thinners and cold don't generally go well together. The best way I can describe it is like I'm cold from the inside out. Yeah, well, I don't like that. But as Sandy and I were making our way around, we took the back roads from church the other day because... The snow was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was on the trees. uh, It was sparkling in the sun. So now, now into your question, I have found another way to take what I perceive as a negative and, and make it survivable. I said to Sandy, you know, winter time is the only time that the earth looks completely clean. Right. To me. Another piece was a day or two before that, the skies, it was dark, the stars were out, but it was bone-chilling cold. And I remember just allowing that cold to hit my face and thinking, this feels fresh. Mm -hmm. The sky is crystal clear. You know, so I... I, I think in answer to your question, it's noticing those little things, not just lumping, oh, it's in the middle of winter and I'll never survive this. Right. No, there's little things I can do and notice that help make this journey of a long haul 
a little bit more tolerable. Is it okay, as I'm listening to you with my current disposition, <laughs> is it okay to despair a little bit, knowing that you've got a strategy to counter that, but is it okay to sit in pain or discomfort and validate that maybe without the unhealthy attributes that could come with that, but to be able to validate, to acknowledge the pain, the suffering, the difficulty, and then to rightly look for ways to cope with the long haul. Yes, definitely. That's what I meant by reality and acceptance. When you're in a long haul situation, maturity mandates a realistic perspective on that long haul. And part of that realistic perspective is to know that I'm, I I don't have the luxury of pretending that things are okay when they're not. Mm-hmm. I see that as a disconnect from reality, and I label that as more of an immature dynamic than immature. So to your point, it's okay for me to have and to deal with these harder emotions that are part and parcel of any long-haul journey. Right. Did I answer the question? Perfectly, <laughs> as always. <laughs> I don't know about perfectly, but if I answer it, it's I don't know. I'm just with you, with our listeners. We're having a mindful conversation about what it means to us to be in a long haul. Maybe it's a battle. Maybe it's a journey. Um, Sometimes it's the long haul of the pursuit of a hope yet fulfilled. They say, as we said earlier, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yes. And what I'm talking about is dealing with the sick heart because things haven't materialized the way I thought they would. So I'm still in the oven. I'm still processing the, the occurrence of what I am in the long haul battle facing. And I think I'm learning more about myself. Yeah. Learning more with those I'm journeying with. And looking for the lesson, adjusting the perspective, um, and maintaining congruency with a sense of my identity, as you've stated, my maturity, my ability to grow through the challenge. Um, And then to remember, to remember the things that I have succeeded in or I have endured and accomplished. Um, Like, I'm a parent of a 22 and almost 23, 25-year-old. And I had some imagination that my parenting would come to an end (laughs) with them launching out on their own. And lo and behold, I still get the title of parent, which I actually love. Right. (laughs) But I am renewing my mind of what it means to be a long-haul parent. Right. With my kids, and I, I love it, but there was an imagination that somehow being an empty nester, you know, boom, I would be completely different. Nope. New chapter, new way of relating to my kids, which I love. I like that, too. Again, I think of moving around on the plane as uh, changing your perspective. 
When you're on a long flight, they also say it's important to stay hydrated. And so I think of hope as the hydration of a long haul, Mm -hmm. right? I've got to stay hydrated. To your point, you're flexible, you're moving, there's an accurate assessment, you're accepting, you're changing the roles of parenting. I'm now parenting an adult child, which is different than parenting a young child, to be sure. You mentioned uh, a hope deferred makes a heart sick. It's about having the maturity to have authentic hope, not false hope, but that authentic hope is the hydration for a long journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, um, that acceptance, that flexibility, that it's up to me to maintain a realistic authentic hope in this situation nobody can do it for me they can add yeah they can influence i suppose some can subtract but i'm going to stay well hydrated knowing and this is not easy and to your earlier point i recognize that there are times where it feels more hopeless than hopeful yeah that's just the nature of a long-haul trip yeah great perspective yeah, but, you're going to have bouts where you're going to get a butt sore. Right? Oh, totally. Right. You know, uh, back in 2005, I flew to China with a, a friend, and we were in the last row of a section, so the bulkhead or the wall was behind <laughs> us. And somehow on this enormous plane, they did not fill the seat between us. Uh-huh. It was just like a gift from God. Yes, that is. That we had a little bit of extra <laughs> yep. elbow room. Still yep. still was a tough 13-hour flight, but um, yeah, sometimes you just endure. But pain is temporary. Yes, and it's not the enemy. Oh, that's a different view. Yeah, I. it's a part. There are, this is probably beyond the scope of what we're talking about, but pain serves an important purpose. And in the West, we don't acknowledge or we're frequently fighting the really useful purposes that pain serves or we're one-dimensional. It only teaches. Well, yeah, that may be one aspect of the purpose of pain, but there's others. To your point in the long haul, I will get cramps. I will bump my head on the overhead, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's going to be difficult cramming my six two body into the cattle section of a of a plane. Yeah. And so I'm going to deal with those kind of inconveniences. Yes. That's the nature of the journey. But if I stay well hydrated and I watch my hope quota, I'm gonna understand that sometime this bird is going to land. Oh, hallelujah. The birds family. <laughs> I'm going to get to Florida. You will get to Florida. I have a mature hope that the the sand of the beach will be under my feet. And it won't make winter go away in Michigan, but when you come back, it will be a lighter load. It will be a lighter load. Well, fantastic. Thanks for the 30-minute conversation, Dr. Rob. That was fast. It is always quick, and uh, we hope that your, you know, your long haul, whatever that is, you know, hopefully that is something that's teaching, something that's 
experiential and you're enduring, hopefully with the companionship of an intimate ally. Yes. Somebody who can relate to your long haul journey. And uh, may we all get through this Michigan winter unscathed. Yes. Amen and amen. (laughs) May you be blessed wherever that is. May you find delight and joy in something as small as a snowflake falling to the earth or the beauty of a sunrise or sunset or the imagination of a trip that has been had or is pending. And may we all in our long haul find the grace to endure until the plane lands. God bless.